Hi, and welcome back to I Love You. I know. I'm Kevin. And I'm Amanda. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and Star Wars, but it's mostly about Star Wars. And sometimes it's about having a good time. <laughs> How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you. All right. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've done one of these. What's been going on? Um, I don't really know. I feel like all I've done is work, sleep, and some golf, spend time with you. And rinse and repeat? Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think, uh, yeah, we've been both pretty busy and uh, and work's been a, a little bit much of that and that got in the way of podcasting last week. But here we are. We're back. We're back and we're, we're changing things up, as you guys obviously heard. Um, what you guys didn't hear is that that was our, our fourth try to get it right. Um, we're creatures of habit and I, I think that uh, it, it's good to try new things, but sometimes it's good to live in your... Uh, comfort zone so little healthy balance of both that's right in a joke that only you and i will know i am not amanda you are not amanda no yeah um so today we wanted to do something a little bit different um i was uh musing on the couch one evening and i was thinking about what if certain things in the star wars universe happened differently than what we saw um i i think they maybe there's maybe talk about actually doing a show like this. I know they're doing one in the Marvel universe, but I think it, I thought it would be fun to talk about, you know, at some of the crucial events at the crucial conjunctions of, of time and space, what if things had gone a little bit differently and how would the galaxy be different as a result? So I wrote down a handful of what ifs. I don't think you've actually seen any of them. I think I texted you like two of them, but uh, you haven't seen a lot of these. I'm kind of, I'm going to go in, uh, in order through the chronology, starting in the prequels. And we're just going to talk about a few of these scenarios of what if a certain thing happened differently. Oh, all right. All right? I, I like the element of surprise here. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you'll nail them, though. Okay. All right. So the first one, uh, we'll start with a, with a really hard one, but uh, one that probably a lot of people didn't think about. In episode one, uh, as the Trade Federation is invading Naboo... Um, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon get uh, Amidala to her ship and they take off and they escape. But the Trade Federation starts shooting at her. In fact, pursue her with fighters. R2-D2 saves the day. But what if he didn't? What if Amidala was shot down at that moment? Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon died. Amidala died. And that was the end of that part of the story. Oh, that's a really good one. And I know you said right before you got into this question that I'll nail them, like, are there right and wrong answers here? Because I've got an answer and I, I'm worried that you, you've got like a definitive right and wrong answer. No, here. no, no, no. There's okay. no right and wrong answer. I'm just, I just expect that you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to drop an answer off the cuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. So here, here's the thing is that this throws a wrench into Palpatine's plan because he's not able to assume power until he establishes that the Chancellor is weak. So he needs to have Amidala come to show the strength of Naboo, bring attention to his spot within the Senate, and, and to um, give him a cause to lobby for. Otherwise, he's got to do this whole thing all over again with someone else, and now we've got two dead Jedi. So I don't I don't think this is part of his plan. However, we've talked about Palpatine on multiple occasions being a master puppet master, master manipulator, whatever you want to call him, and he would, I'm sure, run with, like, just totally roll with the punches, even if, um, you know, the Jedi hadn't been successful there. Yeah, I agree. I think that I'm, I don't think that this would ultimately, I mean, I think it would affect the sequence of exactly how he got his, you know, got his chancellorship. 
But I don't really think that it would change the fact that he would become chancellor and then become emperor. I think that he'd work it out. You know, he would still use the fact that he was the senator from Naboo. In fact, he, what he would probably do is use the fact that the queen of Naboo was murdered as a launch pad for him to get more attention in the Senate and then call for a vote of no confidence himself and then get elected chancellor uh, on the back of that. And so I don't think it would affect that. I think the bigger thing, the, the huge impact to the galaxy is if... Amidala dies, and even if for some reason Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan weren't on that ship with her, it means that they would not end up at Tatooine, they would not find a young boy named Anakin Skywalker, and certainly a young boy named Anakin Skywalker would not fall in love with Padme Amidala in their gross 8-16-year-old relationship um, that ultimately uh, you know, unravels the, the Jedi Order. Right? I mean, would, would Anakin have ever been discovered? Yeah, but I mean, you know, here's something that's going to bake your noodle. Does Anakin need to be discovered for there to be balance within the universe? Like, I know that we we speak of the prophecy of the one and that ultimately a series of events happen in which Anakin's not necessarily the one. He kind of leads to a series of the ones, if you will, who ultimately take down Palpatine. But what I, I, I think's interesting is that there's, always going to be that balance within the force the force isn't going to let itself be upset so i think there would have been a replacement the one yeah i mean i think that's right and i'm not sure that the prop like the prophecy of the one um makes sort of makes him that one but at the same time right the the plan for order 66 is already in progress right the clone army is already being built at this point right and um order 66 is going to decimate the jedi now will the emperor be able to hold power after um, you know, after the, the, the end of the Jedi in the same way that he wouldn't without a Darth, a Darth Vader? Hard to say, right? But I, I would say with, with almost certainty that Anakin Skywalker, unless the Force, and he truly is a virgin in the Force and the Force wills it, uh, would probably go on undiscovered, live out his life, um, you know, as a, as a slave on Tatooine and, and certainly never become a Jedi. Might become some sort of rogue adventurer, but would never really reach his full potential. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. And we have to remember um, at this point, Palpatine's got a young Darth Maul or soon to be uh, Darth. Uh, so he, he's got him in the pipeline. We know Dooku's already uh, jaded with the Jedi Order unto itself. And then you got to figure out, OK, Dooku's just lost his Padawan, who, who's now his own master. But he, he's lost Qui-Gon. Like he, he's going to be perhaps even more torn away from the Jedi for having lost his uh apprentice so I, I think that like there's a series of events that could slow down what would happen or possibly even escalate what would happen I I'm leaning towards slow down but I, I don't think that we miss out on um bringing balance back to the force and I, I, I'm bold I don't think we need Anakin yeah that's interesting so what you're saying is that you think that the emperor would rise he would destroy the Jedi and then some the Force would provide a new savior who would ultimately strike down the Emperor. Yes. Okay. Which ultimately is what happens with, you know, Rey. Right? Yeah. And Ezra Bridger was born on Empire Day as That's well. True. So, like, there are people that are so influential in the galaxy far, far away and so strong with the Force that why, why did it have to be Luke and Leia? It didn't have to be. It's just that's who our story picked up on. Interesting. So are you saying that Ezra Bridger is, oh man, I'm losing the name, the kid in Harry Potter that could have been Harry Potter? Oh, Neville Longbottom? Yes. 
Yeah, no. Ezra th- Bridger is Neville Longbottom. Yeah, but because of the way that like Voldemort went with that prophecy, that forced Harry Potter, he marked him as his equal instead of marking Neville. Yeah, sorry. We're going to have to do a Harry Potter uh, Star Wars crossover at some point. But um, anyway, wh- what else you got? I feel like the Marvel people are crossing up all sorts of things right now with that WandaVision stuff that we're going to have to suffer through all sorts of crossovers coming up. Okay, second what if then. So let's say Padme does survive as she does. Um, she makes it to Coruscant, uh, picks up Anakin along the way. We're on Coruscant. Um, they get uh, the vote of no confidence. Um, and if you remember, the three people that are up for the vote are Chancellor Palp- um, Palpatine of Naboo, mm-hmm. Ailey Team of Malastair, and Bail Organa of Alderaan. So what if Bail won instead of, instead of Palpatine and Bail becomes Chancellor? Oh, that that would have been a lot better. Um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yes, that would have been a, that would have been a lot better. Yeah. Uh, how does that, how does that change the story? Well, it, it doesn't change Palpatine's greed. It doesn't change the fact that he's strong with the dark side of the Force. What it does change is how he chooses to convey his power. He would probably wind up becoming the guy that leads a separatist army because i i think that that kind of sends him into a way that he can just be like you know what the galactic senate is off its rocker they didn't pick a strong leader alderaan isn't in touch with the needs of the people throughout the galaxy because it's you know part of the inner rim like the whole thing i i think that he's got a lot of good arguments that he could play up for him to become the leader of the separatist movement but and but if he but if he does that right then nobody knows about the grand army of the republic that's being built. Well, no, he changes that to be the grand army of the separatists. But he N- but doesn't he need he needs that grand army to be on the side of the republic so that they can kill the Jedi, right? Order sixty six only works if they're if they're on the same team. Yeah, maybe. Because otherwise he doesn't have a war, right? He's got the droid armies and he's got the clone army both on the same side. He needs the war, right? But if, he's got the banking clan too. So he's got the money and he's got the manpower. So Sure, but to do what? I mean, like like create his I mean, he could create his own like the separatists could basically subsume the republic in that case, but it doesn't solve his Jedi problem. Doesn't solve its Jedi problem. And his goal is to really, really, right, as like as the, the, the Sith emerged, right, his goal is to destroy the Jedi, right? All of the other stuff is, is about gaining power, but really his goal is to destroy the Jedi. And he can't destroy the Jedi from outside. He can't destroy, he really, his whole plan to destroy the Jedi, this is the one thing where he's only got kind of one answer to the problem, right? And his answer to the problem is to, is to thin the Jedi out and then have their own troops turn on them in a moment of surprise. Right. Otherwise, you can't beat the Jedi. Yeah, I think you're right here. I, I, I think he he really needs us to go his way. Yeah. And I would I would find it difficult, even as good as he is. Right. So let's assume. So Bale's running the show now. Bale's going to get stuff done. Like Bale you, seems you don't like think he's ca- going to try to assassinate Bale. Well, that, he knows that like seedy underground, you know, back alley type folk sure i mean that would be the only choice and he certainly is not above it because he tries to assassinate padme right through you know a series of cutouts but that was obviously rigged by him through dooku through Django fett through zam wessel right but 
you, like he may attempt that, but but Bale's going to be pretty well protected as the Chancellor of the Senate. He's got those guys in the blue with the Mohawks, right? And so he's probably going to be pretty well protected. He's going to be pretty effective. He really doesn't put up with with crap from anybody, right? And so it would be, I would think it would be difficult to get to a, a political vote of no confidence or a removal of him. And since Palpatine was recently would have been recently defeated in an election at that point, it would be hard for him among all of those millions of senators, right? Because you got a lot of senators. It would not be reasonable for the same senators to run again. I would imagine Bale would resolve the Trade Federation situation pretty quickly by just being just saying, Trade Federation, you're done, right? Naboo, you're good, right? And so it would throw a pretty big wrench in the works. Like this was sort of one of the things where this was Palpatine's big shot. And if he misses, I'm not sure that he can get it back. So I, I see what you're saying. I, I feel like, though, again, that it still would have been the will of the force, that the force was, you know, it, it needed to bring the dark side of the force to light or out in the open, if you will, not to the light side of the force so that the light side of the force could stop keeping his head you know, in the sand and everything come together the way that it was supposed to. So I, I think that he still somehow would have found a way to wreak havoc. But you're right. I, I don't know if it would have worked out exactly the in the same path. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, right, because Anakin is discovered at this point, right, the the force is going to drive Anakin. You know, he, he may end up at this point, he may end up at Mortis and actually take over at Mortis, which is a different what if it's not on my list. But, you know, it, I like I wonder because because I agree with you that the force at some point needed to tip its balance the other way in order to bring itself truly back into balance. At the same time, it's been in this state with the Jedi sort of in charge of the galaxy for, you know, a thousand generations. We're talking about 20,000 years, huh? Thousand years. Not generations. I guess it's been a thousand years since the last big conflict. It's yeah. been a thousand generations obi-wan said a thousand generations of jedi knights yeah they've existed but yeah the last the republics lasted for about a thousand years right i can't see why it wouldn't survive a few hundred more under the will of the force in this in this state for the right set of circumstances to come up with a future dark side warrior yeah maybe maybe so i wonder if that one little thing and this is of course why now the reality is Palpatine wouldn't have allowed that vote to happen if he didn't control enough of the Senate through all of his means in order to make sure that he would win it, right? So, you know, on the on the one hand, it's an interesting what if. On the other hand, there's no way that he would have allowed that to happen. So it's sort of immaterial, but, you know, interesting to what if that one. Interesting indeed. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. So we get through a lot of the Clone Wars. I'm going to jump into a, a moment from season seven of the Clone Wars show. Um, just, just for all of you guys out there listening, um, every time Kevin gets kind of bored and he's, you know, maybe got some chores to do, like putting away laundry or, or I'm not around, he always goes to watch season seven of the Clone Wars. And then he comes back and he finds me. And he's got tears in his eyes because he's like so emotionally invested in how that show concludes. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about fast forwarding to season seven. Yeah. Also, to, to complete that for the record, if it's not that, it's Twin Sons. Same reaction. But Season 7. So we're in Season 7. We're in the throne room on um, Mandalore. And Maul offers his hand to Ahsoka. And she takes it. And they decide to go together to defeat Sidious. And possibly in the process, having to kill Anakin. But without knowing how they do it, or what they do, 
what what would what do you think would have happened if Ahsoka joined Maul, believed his story, where he was telling her the truth, believed his story that uh, Anakin was being set up to be the next uh, Sith apprentice, and that Darth Sidious was the Chancellor, which he was about to tell her and never really did, right? And that together they were going to overthrow the Republic and kill all the Jedi. And that only the two of them could go together and stop them. What do you think, if she believed that, what do you think would have happened next? So I think that, you know, th- this goes to another thing. I hope I'm not ruining one of your questions. But um, it, what if Obi-Wan had believed Dooku when Dooku said, what if I told you the Senate was controlled by <laughs> Dark Lord of the Sith? And Obi-Wan's like, no, that's totally crazy. I don't believe you. I think that in the difference in this scenario here is that Ahsoka was already, you know, disillusioned with the Jedi Order. And so she had been hurt and betrayed and was trying to find a way to find her place in the universe again. And I think that she understood that those who were supposed to always be good were maybe not always good. So I think that gives her the possibility to believe Maul here. She chooses not to because she's blinded by her admiration and affection for Anakin. So what if she wasn't so blinded what if she said all right let's go figure this out and if it means I have to battle Anakin then I will I I think she would still go into that battle believing that she could bring him back so as I I think she would go in thinking that this is yeah we're it's going to be all three of us up against the emperor now. Like we're, we're not going in to take care of Anakin. I, I think that's the way that she would go into it. Ultimately, I, I think that would lead to her betraying Maul because she she would not be successful in convincing Anakin. Um, and, and then she would be fighting a two-sided fight, one against Anakin, once one against Maul. Um, and sometimes Maul and her would fight against Anakin and other times Maul would not. And I, I think uh, Palpatine would just sit patiently and see who his next uh, apprentice would be. Okay. I have a little bit, like, that's that's a good take. And I could easily see Ahsoka winning that fight, honestly. She's a badass. She could probably beat both of them together if she really put her mind to it. Um, and then I don't know if she could be persuaded to be the next apprentice. That'd be interesting. Uh, not the what if I was I was thinking of. So here's I have a slightly different take on how that would how that would play out. Is that is that she and Maul? So so she agrees. They get on a shuttle to go to Coruscant. Maul with the intent to kill Anakin with her. Her with the intent to save Anakin with or without Maul. And if she got to him just in the right time. And this would have to be before Sidious has revealed himself to Anakin, right? Um, right, because there's that brief, there's that there's a moment where where Sidious reveals himself to Anakin, and then Anakin goes to tell the Council, and then they come to confront him. If she gets to him before Sidious reveals himself to Anakin, and she and Maul show up and say, "Hey, the Chancellor is Darth Sidious, and he's the bad guy. Screw the Council." We're going to go take care of him together, right? I think that Anakin would join them and make that temporary alliance with Maul in that situation because he would let Maul, she would get him to let Maul speak his piece. And Maul's a pretty good talker, right? Like he, he talks a good game. He's pretty good at convincing people and he could convince, he, 
even though Anakin at that moment was not feeling great toward the Jedi Council, he did not feel badly toward the Jedi at large, right? And in that moment, he also didn't know that Sidious was the only one who could save Padme, and he would not give him the opportunity to talk. He would feel so betrayed by his mentor being the Dark Lord of the Sith. He would not give him the opportunity to speak. He only let him talk because he was in his office and they were already talking, right? So he would come into his he would come into that office guns blazing with Maul and Ahsoka in in the background, and they would win that fight, and Anakin would take over and become the Emperor. Yeah, I, I agree with you there because Anakin's already like gone just a little bit too far. He's not demonstrated the abilities that we talked about Ezra and Ray having where they can tap into the dark side and then come back from it. Uh, no, he, he's going to be the new emperor if, if they do this. There, There is the alternative that they get there and then Maul's like, man, I missed you. And then Palpatine's like, help me out, bro. And Maul, desperate and craving attention, goes back to be uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, if that was true, Anakin and Anakin and uh, and Ahsoka would carve him up in no time. Oh yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that he would not survive that fight. So I mean, maybe, but it, it, that would be immaterial to the fight, and that would still not prevent them from defeating Sidious together. I really think that I think that Ahsoka and Anakin together could can defeat anything. Right. When they're fighting on the same side. Now, whether Anakin would stay on the right. So then so then after that, she would kind of say, like, yo, we should probably tell like the Republic and the council. And Anakin would say, no, I think that I don't trust them and I don't trust the Senate. And clearly they can't be trusted because they let this guy get this far. I need to take control of this for a little while. And he would name himself emperor and she would either she would probably go into exile at that point. Yeah, that all tracks. Um, yeah, because yeah, he he's already demonstrated he doesn't a hundred percent believe in the Republic. No, so, of course not. Yeah. Right, his whole speech with Padme on the on the weird hillside, right? And yeah. they and should be made to understand. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're picking like he would like no doubt like no doubt in that scenario he would end up Emperor himself. And I don't know that the Jedi Council would be able to beat him. Right? They would they would not dare to confront him in the same way. They wouldn't arrest him, and he would somehow cow them into. Um, because like he would never he wouldn't turn all wrinkly and yellow eyed right he would he would be a dark side guy but not as not a sithy dark side guy and he would just rule and they would and the jedi council at that point were so weak that they would accept his rule and they would kind of like run peace and justice under it yeah i I would agree with you there i i don't think that we would see that the kind of oppression that we saw under the empire itself it would be a different kind of it would be a, I guess, kind of like an improvement over some people's lives and, a, you know, a little bit less freedoms for others. I think that's probably what Anakin would have done. Yeah. He probably would have gone and taken care of, you know, the slaves on Tatooine and that kind of thing. Yeah, so. it would be a it would be a neutral dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. Usually dictatorship's not great. This yeah. one... It wouldn't be a benevolent. It would be a benevolent dictatorship. It would be like he would he would punish disorder harshly, but he wouldn't be as overtly oppressive. Yeah, I I would agree with you. There. Less with the slavery, less with the conscripting people, more with the like crime lords. Right, the huts would have a bad day. Right, and the Senate would still exist, but it would be there to rubber stamp his decisions. And the Jedi Council would execute his will. He would name himself, you know, Grand Grand Master and, you know, the the titular head of the Jedi Council. And again, I think that they would more they would grumble about it behind his back, but they'd go along with it. Right. Mace Windu and 
uh, Yoda and Ki Mundi would have some very concerned conversations in the hallways of the temple, and then they would do nothing. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. All right, what else you got? Okay, next one. So, okay, so that didn't happen. Uh, things unfold as they do. Uh, Anakin becomes Vader. The Emperor takes over. The Jedi are destroyed. The um, the rebellion begins, you know, uh, what, 14, 15 years after Empire Day um, when a young Ezra Bridger uh, finds his master in Kanan Jarrus. And then, once again, Maul joins the, joins the equation and Maul starts to tempt Ezra to the dark side. And if you remember at the very beginning, I want to say it's of season three, it could be season two, but I think it's season three of rebels ezra has the sith holocron he starts dipping his toe in the sith waters he does that really really like one of the most hardcore um you know objectively evil things that you see where he taps the mind of that atst driver and makes him walk himself off a cliff right that's that's some that's some dark stuff right so he's on the precipice of just going like leaning full into the dark side and using it to fuel his revenge and he's a pretty powerful little little jedi guy right so let's say he leans in and he he decides that that the universe you know is deserves his retribution and in in in, in, and in particular the empire deserves retribution for what they did to his parents and to his planet and he decides to go full-on red lightsaber yellow eyes dark side guy and he's going to seek his revenge what happens well at that point um Sidious is not going to just let him hang out until the very end of uh, season four of uh, Rebels. No, no certainly not. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. we're, we're going to see some kind of uh, confrontation that comes up before that. I, I think that Maul, with his sensitivities to the Force, he's going to seek out Ezra as well and look for a partnership because he wants revenge. I mean, that dude loves revenge. And we know that he's going to come back for Ezra anyway, but now he, he definitely has a buddy in this. Um, so I, I think Ezra still, he, he will show that desire to go it alone, but he's always in the past given everybody like a, a willing ear to be like, hey, what you got to say? Oh, that. I could get down with that. So I think that he would listen to Maul. I think he would ultimately betray Maul um, in some other like a- adventure to uh, revenge. But I-, I think the two of them would go on uh, revenge murders uh, across the galaxy. Um, I think that ultimately in their adventures, um, Ezra would be responsible for Kanan Jarrus's death. Um, I think that just kind of writes itself right there. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh as far as what happens to our rebel friends, I don't know. I I think that they would probably try to bring Ezra back, but then they also give up. They tend to be realists most of the time. Yeah, I think the I think Kanan either Kanan would die or he would um at the hands of the the Maul Ezra combination or he would it, where he would admit defeat and and be pragmatic. I think the Phoenix Squadron in general would join the rebellion at large, and Ezra would be a lost cause to them. And they they would go about their merry way and and be rebels with the rest of the rebels, right? I think Ezra and Maul. I mean, Ezra would definitely seek out Maul for instruction and information, but he would never truly be Maul's apprentice. Eventually, Maul would be annoyed by this. In a fight between the two of them, Ezra would win and probably leave Maul marooned on some planet and steal his ship and fly away. He wouldn't kill Maul. He's not. He's he was not in the unnecessary killing business. Well, actually, 
actually, you just mentioned he was in the unnecessary killing business when he mind controls that soldier. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. like he he uh, sorry he would not un he would not unnecessarily kill someone who has a name. Truth. Right. And like Maul could be a resource for him in the future. So he would leave him alive somewhere, but he just wouldn't follow him. I think the more interesting question would be eventually he would find his way to confront Vader. Right. And in a fight between a trained by Maul, right, slightly more. So because he obviously he fights Vader that one time um, it, uh, at Malachor and gets his, you know, gets whooped, but he really didn't know very much. That was still on his first lightsaber that had the stun gun built into it. Right. So he didn't know what he was doing. So imagine he's more trained. He's more confident. He's used both holocrons. He's got some instruction from Maul. He's literally at the red lightsaber level of, you know, like dark side corruption. He can channel his fury and his anger and his, and his hatred. And he decides to target Vader because Vader represents that which killed his parents and enslaved his planet. And in a straight up fight between Ezra and Vader, who wins that fight? I think it's Vader still. Okay. What if the Emperor knows that fight is happening, realizes that Ezra is whole, not more machine than man, younger, and roughly equally powerful and puts his thumb on the thumb on the dark side scale no no way and and here's why because for the entire time we've ever known palpatine all he cares about is power and and his control and maintenance of that power there's a reason why he's best off having vader as his apprentice for all those years because here's a guy that actually even though he's strong with the force he just feels like he doesn't need to move forward in his power grab like he he's already grabbed as much power as he wants he actually doesn't really even want the power that he's grabbed he he wanted to bring peace and order to the galaxy he wanted to create a, a life for him padme and their baby but instead now he's stuck with this he doesn't want the power so palpatine if he got someone who wanted the power then he's got a real problem because now we go back to the rule of two and you got the actual sith thing happening where you've got an apprentice who wants to kill his master so yeah i mean except that palpatine does try to recruit ezra um at the very end there right where he brings part of the temple now that might be because he wants ezra to unlock the world between worlds for him totally but but if ezra okay so if ezra did do that would he would he not keep ezra as a as at least an acolyte and then but ezra wouldn't be satisfied being an acolyte and he would try to take over for vader and who would palpatine be rooting for you think palpatine would root for vader over ezra in that fight Yes, because Palpatine's going to figure out how to clone his own self down the road and not have to worry about fighting a power struggle with another Jedi or another Sith or whatever. So I think that like he would never give Ezra the knowledge that Ezra would need to overcome him. Okay, fair enough. This is a podcast, so people couldn't see me eye roll that the Emperor is going to clone himself. And I now remember really where this whole episode came from. <laughs> and that was that somebody suggested on Twitter that um, the Mandalorian and possibly some other Star Wars content are actually going to uh, create some sort of multiverse where we can erase the sequel trilogy. And, um, you know, in a separate topic, we can talk about whether or not that would be a good thing. But it was sort of the introduction of the uh, the Star Wars multiverse and whether or not we can just ignore the fact that the travesty of the self-cloning emperor um, could could have not happened. Multiverses are so hot right now. Multiverses so. are so hot right now. 
Okay. Uh, I think we can probably agree to disagree. I still think, I think Ezra, I think that, that Palpatine is more interested in the overall power of his side, that he would take the more power, he would take the risk of the more powerful apprentice over the less powerful apprentice and trust in his own ability to control him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree here. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he never takes anything to chance. So. Yeah, but he's also sponsored the defeat of his own apprentices three times. Yeah, no, I, I mean, things always work out for him and he, yeah. make, he makes them work out. So. Okay. Um, next one. We're going to fast forward even further into the future. So now Ezra does whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll find out maybe later. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Ezra, Ezra ends up wherever it is that he ends up and hopefully we'll see him again. Um, the rebels continue to do what they do. They set up their base at Yavin 4. Um, the, uh, epi- the events of Rogue One take place. Leia is captured. She's brought to the Death Star. She's interrogated on the Death Star. The Millennium Falcon is captured at the Death Star. And when um, Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to disable the tractor beams, Luke and Han and Chewie and R2-D2 and C-3PO are in that little control room and they notice that the princess is there, right? And Luke says, we got to rescue the princess. And Han Solo says, marching in the detention center isn't what I had in mind. And Luke's like, we got to save her, right? And then Han's like, no, that's stupid. We're not going to do that. That's a dumb plan. We're going to wait here for Obi-Wan to deactivate the tractor beam. And we're going to fly out of here. And then they do that. And so Leia is on board the Death Star when it gets blown up over Yavin. What changes? Well, she never kisses her brother, so that's great. Um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, what what else happens? Kylo Ren does never exists. Also great. Also great. <laughs> um, our podcast probably gets named something different. So right, right. Yeah. Um, Han no. Solo's probably <laughs> st- still hanging on the wall at Jabba's. Yeah, probably, probably. Um. I don't know. I still feel like um, Chewie and Luke would have had some kind of rescue plan for Han. Yeah, that was probably more of a Luke plan than a Leia plan. Yeah. She's a little more pragmatic than that. And that plan was needlessly complicated. And, and then it was like, then she screwed the whole thing up. So like, yeah, yeah. no, she, she, she yeah, that, that really plan had that Luke written all over it. And it was, it was, it was a bad plan. It was a bad plan. Um, I, I guess ultimately from a figurehead standpoint, uh, we still have Mon Mothma. We still have Akbar. We we still have quite a few folks that are like really important within the rebellion. That I think the rebellion continues on. That she was a martyr to the cause, and, and they just keep moving forward. I think that there's the disruption in the balance of the force because we know that she's force sensitive. Although she eventually goes on to have some Jedi training from Luke, we know that mainly she kind of is really good at influencing those around her and that kind of thing, but she's not like on purpose using the force. It's just kind of her way. So there's going to be a disruption in the force that I think is going to manifest itself in some way that um, either we're going to meet other characters that are force sensitive because again the the galaxy has to be in some kind of balance or we're going to see luke emerge even stronger yeah i think all that's right i actually i mean it's it's funny to say this because she's so influential in the rebellion and she's such an important leader but at the same time like she is an inspirational figurehead and it would be interesting whether or not she would be as inspirational 
um, you know, if she's a martyr. Now, the one thing I think is it would be interesting that I think she is a she tips the balance of the rebellion toward Akbar and action and doing things right. I am not sure that a rebellion led by Mon Mothma without Leia would have led the attack on Death Star 2 that they led. Right. Like I could see Mon Mothma saying, whoa, 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 we can't we can't go blowing this thing up with the emperor on it like that's assassinating the emperor. We can't do things like that. That would be too much. Or this is too risky. We're putting all of our ships at risk and and whatever. And I've got to believe that Leia's influence. Right. Leia lined up with Akbar and Rykian and, you know, and the basically the alliance military on that decision and that without them without her as sort of that civilian military moderator i'm not sure if mon mothma would have gone along with the plan because she doesn't sound excited about the plan no she's pretty much worn down yeah yeah so i wonder if mon mothma would be able to to you know continue leading now at the same time we see that there are people like Emily holdo around right and she's she was on almost certainly around at that time so she probably would have stepped up Right. And and filled that void. So I think that probably somebody else would have stepped up. There's a little bit of a chance. I would not leave uh, everything in the hands of Mon Mothma. I just don't trust her um, to, to lead in the way that the rebellion needed. Um, but I do think that it wouldn't be as catastrophic. Um, you know, obviously, there are certain events in the lives of, um, you know, of Han and Luke and Chewie that would have been a little bit different but probably again not like super duper different right you know she really didn't drive a lot of the behavior if you think about it right she you know after they escaped from you know like you know Han probably would have left Endor you know at a different time without her but he still would have been pursued by by Vader because Vader wanted him for his role in you know clipping his wings at at the Death Star and I think that Han would have probably gone back and helped out Luke right for the reward and for all the things like that he didn't do that he didn't go and help Luke at Death Star 1 for Leia right he went and helped him for Luke and for the rebellion right and so I think that that would have happened I think that the Endor asteroid belt thing would have happened I think that Bestman would have happened so a lot of like those key events actually could all have happened and this isn't to diminish Leia's character at all it's just like I think that that they would have they would have been thinking of her or done it in her spirit but you know like but they also would have never met her so they wouldn't know right but I think that a lot of like the plot events um, you know, could have happened anyway. She certainly had influence in those scenes, right? She grabbed blasters and shot at people too. So not, you know, not writing her off, but I don't know that it would have necessarily tipped the balance. Somebody else probably would have stepped up. Well, I have a what if for you. Go ahead. So what if, and I don't know if we want to call it misogyny or if it was because Bail Organa's uh, wife always wanted a daughter, but let's say his wife always wanted a son. And so he took Luke and Leia went out to Tatooine. Now, I think the reason that Leia doesn't go out to Tatooine is because of misogyny. And the reason is, is that they think that the power is going to be in the sun. But that notwithstanding. So what if Leia was out on Tatooine and Obi-Wan was overseeing her and then said, oh, you got to learn the ways of the force. You know, we're, we're going uh you know, on an adventure here and I'm going to teach you about the force. What do you think that the the same basic scenario that we just described is true? 
I mean, assuming that their personalities grew up the the same way that they did, and that's a big that's a big what if because I imagine that a girl and then a woman being raised on Tatooine would certainly have different, um, you know, kind of uh, morals and and you know confidence and whatever placed in her than the daughter of the Queen of Alderaan. Um, but if we assume that their personalities were going to grow up the same way. Um, I'm not sure that Luke would be nearly the diplomat that Leia was. And I think that she would have found Obi-Wan sooner than Luke did and been like, hey, you should like, I know you're out here for a reason. She'd have figured it out. Basically, she would have figured him out long before the incident with the droids. And she would have already been trained as a Jedi long before the incident with the droids, which would probably throw off the whole timeline. I think that she would have she would have just she would have gone ham on the whole thing. And she probably would have had it all sewn up long before Luke ever got the plans from Rogue One. And she would have found the Death Star while it was half built. Yeah, I agree with you on all of those points. Yeah, yeah. She wouldn't have been waiting around trying to go to Tashi Station to pick up power converters. Oh, she would have been like, hey, not. there's this old guy in the desert who showed up. Oh, he showed up the day that I showed up? Boy, that seems like a weird coincidence. Oh, his name's Kenobi? Like the same as that famous Jedi general, but you say he's not a Jedi, but he dresses like a Jedi? Also, I showed up on the same day that he showed up, and you're telling me, oh, by the way, you're calling me Skywalker? And like that Skywalker guy was a famous general in the war who fought with that Kenobi guy? Do we think, knock, knock, hey, old man Kenobi, what's going on here? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. No, no. It, it, it is possible because, you know, Jabba kind of controlled Maz Eisley that he would have been like, oh, who's the pretty young girl on the moisture farm? Oh, I'm taking you as my slave because that was totally their jam. So that, that could have kind of derailed things. That could be a, Maybe, a bad one. Maybe, but he didn't do if... that to Baru, right? Baru was, yeah. she's all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Let, let's do uh, one or two more here. All right. Okay. Big one. Big next one. Um, we are on, um, we're in Cloud City. Or we're on Endor, doesn't really matter. But one of the two times that Vader offers to Luke, join me and we'll overthrow the Emperor. Bespin was like his more famous one. But when he picks up Luke on Endor and Luke says, hey, like, I still think there's good in you. That would have been another opportunity for Vader to be like, hey, hey. He's expecting us to come up there right now. What if we go up there together instead of like not together, right? And or sometime in the intervening time when he after Vader reveals himself, Luke says, you know what? The math on this is pretty good. Like we could beat the Emperor together and you're my father. And uh, yeah, sure. I'm in. Yeah, let's go do it. Well, again, I just find that really hard to believe because I still maintain that Vader doesn't have the same ambitions of power so I, I think that like it's really hard to get in the mindset that he actually really meant it like I think he said that because he didn't know how to be a dad and he was like trying to dad out and, and that was like the best that he knew was like let's go overthrow my master together well I don't think he actually literally wanted to rule the galaxy I think he more wanted Luke to rule the galaxy I think he wanted to kill kill the emperor because he was he's pretty mad at the emperor at the, by by this point right and he knows all the all the terrible things that he and the emperor have done in the name of the emperor and he really just wants to destroy the emperor and bring bring peace back to the galaxy because at this point it's no longer the empire is no longer about order it's about oppression and it's about con and endless war and that's not what he signed up for right he signed up for 
uh, order and peace, and that's not what he's getting. So I don't think he really wanted to run the galaxy. I think he wanted Luke to run the galaxy. Okay, right? all right. And so, but but he wanted. He knows he can't beat the Emperor by himself, but together with Luke and the Emperor has foreseen it. Which good good eye there. Um, but Luke's had like three weeks of training with Yoda. Like he's no. He's just not the guy who's going to help Anakin in any kind of substantial way. Like, I don't think that they're able to take down the Emperor. I think that the Emperor finds himself without an apprentice because he kills them both. And then he's got to go looking again. But that's literally not what, like, not what ultimately they do team up inadvertently. And they, and they together do kill the Emperor, right? But what if they did it on purpose? But that's after Luke has more training and more experience, and he starts actually understanding the ways of the Jedi. No, he doesn't get any more training after Bespin. After 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 he loses his hand at Bespin, he goes to he recovers, and then he goes to rescue Han, and then he goes to see Yoda. No, he's got time because he starts learning about that mind control stuff. He does some stuff. Well, I mean, maybe like he a does, year and a bit. Maybe go he does by. some self-study, right? But yeah. he certainly doesn't get any formal training, right? And Vader could be training him. On oh, the side. so like spending time at the library, reading and studying, isn't going to make you smarter and better? Where's he gonna? Where's he gonna read? He doesn't have any. There's no Jedi. There's no Jedi library. I don't know. Maybe he's meditating or something. Okay. All I'm saying is, like at Bespin, if he agreed to join Vader, Vader would probably take him to his castle at Mustafar and give him some holocrons, and the ghosts of Mustafar would help teach him more things about the Force. They wouldn't have to go right to fighting the Emperor, right? They'd prepare. He'd be ready. They'd probably spar a couple times so that they got the moves down, right? So I'm talking about like a concerted, prepared effort to go fight the Emperor together. And the Emperor clearly has a low sense for where Luke is, right? Because there are several times where Vader says he felt Luke and the Emperor says, strange that I did not, right? And he doesn't know what's going on with Luke. So Vader and Luke are pretty well connected. The Emperor is not really aware of what Luke's up to most of the time. So I think Vader could snow him for a little while. So I'm saying that like a legitimate concerted, like, let's go figure this thing out. Like, go meet me at my castle. I'm going to teach you a little bit more of the stuff that Yoda didn't teach you. Right. We're going to like work on your we're going to work on your lightsaber technique because it's okay, but not great. We're going to work on your like, oh, by the way, the emperor's got this lightning hands thing. I know how to beat that. So let's like let's work on that. Right. So that you don't get caught by surprise by the lightning hands. And then they go and they do it together and they do it not in the middle of a battle where they're all about to die. Right. So they like do this in a throne room or something. So now they're they like actually have a legitimate government left to run. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. Does the galaxy far, far away wind up better off because of it? I think they're still mostly still oppressed because I think Luke always demonstrated he was really selfish. So I I think that like he's not going to look to, you know, kind of restore balance and peace in the the galaxy. He's going to, you know, be like, what else can I learn? What else can you teach me? Please start calling me master. So I I feel like... uh, the rest of the galaxy is still going to kind of be upset about it, but I could see them doing that. Do you think in that? So, so theoretically in the moment where Vader kills the emperor, he has turned back to the light side. Do you feel like Luke and Luke and Vader killing the emperor together brings Vader back to the light or does it bring Luke to the dark? Totally brings Luke to the dark because uh, unless the emperor is about ready to kill Luke and Vader is like, oh no, I have to save my son. So, if, but the I think the only reason that happened was that Luke wasn't trained up for that adventure. So, so if they had had the time for the training, 
Luke would have been better prepared. He wouldn't have been nearly having his life threatened by the Emperor. And then he and Vader could have just like taken care of business really fast. Yeah, I, I think we get to dark side. Okay. And uh, and then I would presume then like Luke helps wipe out the rebellion. Yeah, probably. Woof. That's a that's tough. Yeah. Or manipulates the rebellion. Yeah, either way. But he definitely doesn't like call up Leia and say, hey, a spot just opened up as like head of the new Senate, right? No, no. Why, why would he reinstate the Senate? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like he doesn't actually know. Yeah. And and certainly Anakin, Vader, whatever state he's in at that point, wouldn't really want to send it back, right? He would just... Now, I think, um, you know, well, I guess Tarkin is dead at this point. Whoever's in charge of the... Uh, of the uh, Imperial military at this point is probably not having a great day because he's, I would imagine the two of them would pull back. Like we probably end up in the same scenario that we talked about before where Anakin, like the way that Anakin would run the galaxy would be like a neutral dictatorship, right? And I think Luke would probably run it roughly the same way. Yeah, except I don't think Luke would even care about running it that much. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, okay. Well, those are all the ones that I had uh, thought of at this point i'm sure this may be something that we do again if we think of some more um because i think there's some probably some other interesting things to explore in there um definitely didn't talk you know talk at all about the uh the sequel trilogy and some of the what ifs there but i feel like those things what if themselves uh to death to the point that i'm not even sure how to rearrange that plot in a way that would make any more or less sense um and so yeah did you have any did you have one that you wanted to throw at me no, I, I mean, I, I kind of already hit you with the one I was thinking about that, yeah. you know, the, the swap of Luke and Leia. So really, I, I mean, it just kind of boils down to everything happens in the sequence that it happens and it tells a great story. And would a great story have still been told if it didn't happen the way that it happened? Yeah, I think so. I hope so, right? Right. Yeah. I hope so too. I think if it wasn't, we wouldn't be, uh, we, the what if here would be, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Completely agree. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess what do we have coming up next? Um, I, I think we've, we've got a couple things that we, we've talked about, um, you know, maybe explore some of the other content and there's some of this, uh, high Republic content we need to investigate. And, and you were mentioning earlier about another topic. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, us writing down a whole big long list of characters and doing a draft of uh, a team to rule the galaxy, right? Need to, needing to cover politics, military, law and order, um, you know, uh, making blue milk, all the things. Baru, I imagine, is going to go top five. You never know. <laughs> you you got to eat. She's yeah. like the only person. She's the only person in the whole galaxy that's ever prepared food. Yeah, I mean, there's that time on uh, Naboo where Padme and Anakin eat, like, a pear. Yep. Oh, there is that guy uh, who runs that um, that uh, that diner that Obi-Wan goes to. That dude's probably pretty pretty handy. Yeah. Forearm guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know. We got lots more fun in store. We sure do. I love you. I know. <laughs>